This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello! Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ooh, halflings! Oof, definitely felt it in there. It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Oh, wow. Uh, that was... Look, honestly, I, I commend you for going for it, even if your body was like, nice. hey, wait, what? Like, whoa, we're what? Halfway through. <laughs> It's like when you go to work out after a long time and you're part way. Dude, fully. My my knee just went boop. Oh, yeah. That was the equivalent of my, my vocal folds just flexed and went, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, your body's giving you that look like, what you, what you do? What? What is wrong with I don't, with I don't you? think you have the facilities for this. We don't do this anymore. I don't think you have the facilities. Uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. I'm Jeremy Cobb. But Bert from Ohio calls me Jeremy Sweet Blue Hole Cobb. I cannot wow. remember the context of that, Sweet but I'm pretty sure it's a reference to something that I may have said. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, sweet blue holes. Before we introduce our guest, I need to give a little, I need to give a little quest. Folks, mm. that is currently, I believe, the last nickname that I have on my mm. list of nicknames. We have to that replenish. I have, we, haven't, we have not put out a call for nicknames in quite, in years. Literally years. Uh, yeah. But... I, I, the time has come. Could you please furnish me with some more nicknames? Because if you if you're like on our Patreon or something and you haven't submitted a nickname, yes. do so now. And do if so you have submitted a nickname but I haven't said it, message us again and then I'll yeah, add it do to it the again. list. Double up, yeah, double up. Because I may yeah. have met, and add more. By all means, yep. add more. Hundred um, uh, percent. And just uh, one final thing before we introduce our wonderful guest for today, which is just to say hi, everyone. I'm back, kind of. Well, you know, we release these the episodes in like weird orders, and you know, some yeah. of that. So things might move around, so I might disappear again. But basically, I've been on paternity leave for anyone who's missed that announcement or whatever, uh, uh, because I have a little baby boy, and oh, boy. everything's going wonderful and amazing, and I'm having a great time. Uh, but it definitely has meant that uh, baby brain has, has stopped me from being able to record as often as i would like to and so i've taken a bit of time out the guys have been covering for me but i'm back baby Woo. back uh very excited to be here uh thank you for holding down the fort jeremy and Liv. you guys are awesome uh jeremy cobb oh this feels nice to be back in the saddle uh what's happening today who have we got we got we got we got a we got a, a friendo here yes we got a, we got a friend of the pod we got a we got a dope ass person yes here? Is, that, is that correct yes Am I, yeah halfling yeah. halfling nation we are very pleased to introduce your seventh favorite hip hop person, Nerd Full Prince vibe? Woof! Let's <laughs> make them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? into something real big now. Thanks, sweet blue. Halfling Stadium. This is, like, this is like the first person. 
this is the first person we brought out into the Halfling Stadium where it kind of like makes sense. You know what I mean? Like we've actually like we've got a full blown musician <laughs> yes. walking out here, mic in hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this, this what? This is sick. We've got the lights going. Yeah, we've got some dry ice. There's a fog. It's amazing that you're popping came out onto stage, this interview right? yeah, holding a physical microphone. I am. Are you? <laughs> yeah, popping out the stage. Nerdy, why? Yeah, yeah I, you came prepared. Yeah, you know, if so you prepared. come to the halflings, you got you got to represent. You gotta you come go. right. That's you know what, what I mean? everybody, every green room right. I've ever been in. That's what they've been talking about every time I'm there. <laughs> so you know, like, every I, green room, everyone. I didn't. Damn. I, there's a. Is there a halfway green room that we weren't informed of? Because we would, I would like room. to sit in this green room from time. I know to time. they've said it's that. a secret <laughs> green room secret just theory. for three BH guests. Yep, for the guests. <laughs> it's the halflings are not allowed for the guests. No, it's where we get to talk about how we feel about you guys as as a team. <laughs> Whoa! The decompression deep. chamber. Deep, 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 deep. deep. Yeah, oh. I can already see the groups of people and differing opinions oh, yeah. um, forming just... in that huge green room of you all. Our there's things. factions, aren't there? There's, there's, I'm sure. There's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, there was yeah. uh, there was a big schism and, and... Uh, about a year back. <laughs> so, oh right. no! Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. It's, it's, oh, was it Dominic no. Monaghan and Billy Boyd just asking why they're, why they're still here and what the hell, you know, what this is? Yeah, <laughs> especially, yeah, no, because a lot of people aren't allowed to leave the green room, so it's a whole extra thing. Well, yeah, that's exactly, true. right? That's, like, that's my assumption, yeah, is no. that you can't leave, yeah. right? No, if you're wondering gonna... where your favorite guests have been, they have never left. They weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> they weren't allowed to leave. Uh, that yeah. is a rule. I'm just really thankful to, to get this chance to, uh, to, to say uh, I'm being taken care of. Uh, they are feeding me. <laughs> I'm all. I'm all right. You don't have to keep uh, looking for me. You can't see the video, but Nerdy is currently blinking out. Help in Morse code. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Brennan Lee Mulligan is holding up a sign behind <laughs> yep, him, just, saying, "It's a whole thing." It dude. says, "This is not a drill, no. but backwards, so that it works on camera." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Real Lord of the uh, Flies. Weirdly, uh, weirdly, Matthew Lillard is standing next to him, holding a physical drill. So I'm not sure yeah. if he's referring to that drill or to the actual drill or to yeah. Now I'm confused. Uh, As you should be. It's a part of our strategy to get out of here is uh, utter confusion. <laughs> oh, very uh, funny, very funny, funny. Well, welcome to the show. Thank uh, you. It's an absolute pleasure to to uh, have you. I must say, it is really freaking nice having a musician on. Both myself and Jeremy were saying how, like, moments before coming on this, we were just vibing out to some of your music, oh, and nice. it's like that's a wonderful way to like do podcast prep. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, normally I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll like, check out someone's show, whatever. Oh, this is cool. This is nice. But like, when you get to just vibe out some good music, that's pretty dope. Well, I, I appreciate like that, that very that much. I'm glad that you're enjoying the stuff. We know we love it. This is this yeah. is uh, it's the best job in the world. That's what I say. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. Other than the entire industry, mm. but Hell outside yeah. of that, I wouldn't change. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we can definitely talk a little bit about that later. And I think that, like, why don't we mix the format, Jeremy? If you will allow yes. me, why don't we mix the format up slightly, please? Because we're going to ask you stir the cauldron, mix it all. Yeah, Je this was Jeremy's suggestion originally, but I'm going to flip them around because we're going to ask you two origin stories Ooh. for two origin stories. Crazy, we've never done this before. Um, but I think just since we're talking about your music, I would love to know what your like musical origin story yeah. was, and then we'll uh, ask about your nerdy one afterwards. But like, what is the <laughs> the kind of genesis for nerdy as like you know uh, as like you that kind of your your the hip hop persona, but also yeah. like just you getting into music. So I've yeah. always been a music 
adjacent person. I mean, it was a lot in my in my family. Uh, but I started doing music as like a performing since high school. You know, I was in theater. Your boy was Buster for Jones and Cats. Shout out to all oh, everybody yeah. who's been Buster for Jones. <laughs> we're yeah. a, we're in a lead brother. The role made famous by James Corden. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. We don't invite him to the meets. But um, <laughs> so I've always been the big on In fact, stage. we have to keep sending him to cease and desist. Stop. Like, yeah, please stop. He's stop. in the green room not. for some reason. Yeah. Please stop. I don't know why he's in the green room. He's, he's he everywhere. won't leave. We never he's invite everywhere. him. James Corden's in the 3BH green room at the title of the episode. Anyway, yeah, we've officially We've officially said his name just as many times. He'll wheel up here. Um, so... I've always been big into performing and out of high school I was in a I was in a bunch of rock bands actually funny enough um none of them did particularly well uh however after I was like oh maybe this is rock thing isn't for me I decided to just sort of try hip hop mostly because at this point in my in my life I was like if I'm going to do this music thing I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be cuz when before you, I was trying to be really industry. I don't that that phrase is kind of like you try to do what the cool kids are doing, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm. And I was just all, like, all the thing that you perceive yes. from the outside will get you inside. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so I was yeah. just so I was like I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to rap about what I like. I'm going to just kind of be a weirdo and if people are into it, they're into it and if not, then I'll figure out something else to do. Well, Lo and behold, being yourself and being just like and liking what you're doing is a great recipe for success. So um, I was so thankful. I had so many awesome fans and people coming up to me like, oh, I really like this. I like this thing that you're doing, this nerdy thing you're doing. Like, please, like do more of that. And so I took this old name that I used to use when I was rapping with my brother and his friends in like high school just for fun. And I changed it into a moniker that like sort of, speaks to me because you know when you get called a nerd so often some at you it, 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 you turn it around into a positive thing i'm like yeah you know what i am nerdy you're right i am like you're correct i am very much that and now it's a brand and i've been around the world doing both music and both music music about ttrpgs and then ttrpgs all in like a cool little gumbo it's it's so fun so i love i'm having a blast that's epic. Awesome. Um, that's yeah, that's really really cool. So, so how did then the kind of so that's obviously the genesis of the music, and then like it sounds like you started with the kind of nerdy stuff, uh, uh like pretty early with you said with your brother. So like, yeah. is that is that like the origins for you as a as a nerd as well, or did it sort of? I've always been just like that? a nerd. I love. There's just certain things that I was just always sort of into. Uh, that it was weird. I know. Pro wrestling, uh, comic books, Dungeons and Dragons. I was playing Dungeons and Dragons in like middle school, you know. Now, granted, mm. I was doing it uh, back when it was like Satan was running it. If you remember back in the nineties, right? Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. Uh, Satan was running mm-hmm. all Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons, so it had yeah. to kind well, of be those, on those the days. Those you know what I mean? Before you know, Satan was... sold it to Wizard, Wizards yeah, before he sold it to Wizards of the yeah. Coast. Like um, it yeah. was kind of like yeah. that that time period. Uh, we're not making any comments on C- TSR, by the way. <laughs> there are no comments being made. Yes, it's a hundred percent a joke. No, this is yes. No, this is uh, you know, those of you who were born in a, a time period, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> and, we, uh, and so I was. Oh, I loved playing that kind of stuff. And then so the nerdy, the name was always kind of there, but the drive to do music wasn't. And the, but the, the TTRPGs, as in like a, I never knew that this was something that you could do, like 
even semi-professionally, most of my time I was just playing in basements mm. with friends. You know what I mean? You just mm. I just never thought about it. And it wasn't until I got a call from this group called the Double Clicks. Shout out to the Double Clicks. And they were like, hey, do you want to do this concert for this thing called Gen Con? And I was like, I don't even know what that is, but okay. And so I, I, I was online because it was uh, during the lockdown. And I just found out about this, like, I, it, the world had opened up. I'd never watched Critical Role. I didn't know any of, like, this stuff that had even been happening. So I didn't I didn't know outside of Stranger Things talked about Dungeons & Dragons that, like, there was this mm. wave coming where this thing I've been doing for so much was, like, becoming, like, a really cool thing to do. And then I got asked to do a stream by a, a, a homie by the moniker of Dice Cream Sandwich um, brought me yeah. on. And the Friend rest of the show. Is, yeah, the rest is sort yep. of history. Like, I've just been able to play on so many awesome actual plays and both live in person. And I started up my own uh, live action theater uh, DD, uh, Dungeons and Dragons type thing, which is really fun. Uh, so, yeah, I've just been diving headfirst into the world of TTRPGs. Mm-hmm. And that was actually where you and I met was yeah. on one of Dice Cream Sandwich's streams. It was uh, promoting, if I remember correctly, D&D in a Castle. Because neither was. he nor I had been to D&D in a Castle at that point. So mm-hmm. it was like in the lead up to D&D in a Castle back in 2021. My yeah. lord. It, wow. it feels like such <laughs> a long time, time ago. Woo! The time. It was like two yeah. years, but it feels a yeah. really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. firmly fills into that like post uh post COVID yeah. world where everything is different now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything is different it, now. It felt like yeah. walking out of the um, vaults in uh Fallout. Like, oh wow. What's going on Truly. out here? And I think also and I wonder, you know, for, for yourself, I don't know sort of when at like you would sort of uh say that you've, you know, you're sort of coming into this like success and everything that you're having, mm. like when you feel like that was. But I know that like for me, coming out of lockdown genuinely did feel like coming out of the vaults because not even the world was different, but my own personal circumstance yeah. was so different. Mm-hmm. You know, from like when I went in, it was like I went in a touring theater actor mm-hmm. and came out a D&D podcaster. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was so drastically you know, different. So different. Yeah. It was just like, it, you know, it was really kind of it really was like a weird uh, a weird experience. And I wonder like j- just quickly like, yeah. you know, you talked about this like wave of like TTRPGs and realizing you could do it as a career. You know, like you have such a unique thing in 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 the fact that you blend it, you know, that love and passion with your music. Mm. Like, how did you find those few years? You know, like it, it uh, other than like <laughs> horrific and stressful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can take all those as given. Yes. But, like, I'm just wondering if there was any positives for you during that time. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it was one of those. So. <laughs> I was I was on the rise right in 2019 my my I started rapping in 2018 and it was kind of just like a rapid thing I was like performing with like Tyler the Creator the Wu-Tang Clan and blah 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 and I'm getting all these bookings and everyone's like oh he's he's up and then I quit my job November 19th, 2019. Like, yeah, I'm out. The world is my oyster. It's going to be music 24-7. Live crowds. Thousands of people all gathered together breathing the same air. Like, you know what I mean? I I had a very unique, like, thing that I was looking forward to. And then The nerdy super spreader tour. Yeah, yeah, for real? (laughs) 
and then it just we started in Italy. Yeah, we just we went, went around to Wuhan, China. We loved yeah, it. it was we, great. we started in China. Yeah, it was we were international. People on the mouth, just straight up. Like, hand sanitizer. It was kind of my thing. Why is that? It was my thing. It was my thing for the tour. We kissed on the mouth. We kissed every single person. I had a song where every, every every time we hit the course, you got to kiss somebody else yes, right on the mouth. Else. <laughs> not someone you know. No, it's gonna be someone we can't do Someone new. Not in your household. It had to be someone completely different from you. Definitely someone immunocompromised. So that was like the whole <laughs> point. <laughs> so, so put your hands in the I, air if you're immunocompromised. Now get him, boys. So spit in their mouth. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god. That was my plan. That was my That's plan. A different it's song. funny how it's funny how life just takes your dreams sometimes and changes them. <laughs> Ever so slightly. <laughs> so I. Uh, Sorry, Nadi. Yeah. You can. If you no, can. If you can <laughs> please continue. If you can carry on. No, I'm just. We're just okay. So I did that. Microphone. I quit my job. I tried to get out. Someone and spit in their mouth. <laughs> Oh, it was just the wildest time. I will say that. So coming out of the the vault, coming out of the vault uh, during that time was such a a unique experience for me because my I did a lot of live stream shows via and I learned about this all these new worlds that were kind of building online. Essentially, a lot of these TTRGP TTRPG spaces are online and just grew there you know what i mean Mm. and so just being a part of that kind of slowly but surely was really really awesome and then like tiktok blew up because no one had anything else to do so then all of a sudden all these other people and are connected to each other and so i think that what i really realized that i was doing something different was the first time i got asked to play gen con live like with with uh with my music with my and just walking in and being like wow what a difference yeah. mm-hmm. from me playing rock and roll, you know, clubs out in Minnesota, at, you know, at, at Pickle Park <laughs> in Fridley. That mm-hmm. doesn't make anything less mm-hmm. familiar. But um, <laughs> and then uh, here I am at the world's biggest gaming convention. I have a table. Yeah. I have coffee specifically with a one shot that I made that a coffee shop is selling and I'm selling it here. You know what I mean? And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think that this thing that I used to got made fun of for doing would become mm. like a, a source of income, but then also just like a cool thing that I can hang my hat on the amount of things that I've been booked because I play Dungeons and Dragons or because I yeah. play TTRPGs yeah. that have nothing to do with TTRPGs is astonishing. Just people just know that you yeah. do this thing and they're like, Oh cool. You seem like a cool person. Yeah, uh, it's 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 fully wild. Yeah. Like I, I had the my, the first time the other day I experienced. I walked into it was the same studio where they actually made Baldur's Gate, so maybe I should have seen it coming. <laughs> of course, but I walked in for a job, uh, for a recording thing, and I walked in. And for anyone that's watched uh, Dimension Twenty, um, Bar's End, I, my character has a as a like his cult has like a, a catchphrase. It sounds way worse than it is, um, but uh, has like it's a, 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 a saying that they say to each other. Yeah, spit in my mouth. That's the phrase. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like, and I, but I w- basically walked into the studio, and the director was like, "Right in the south, swift in the wind," and I was like, "Yo, did I get this job?" Because I didn't even audition for this job. I just like, oh, I just got wow. an email being like, "You want to do this?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And then I was like, "Whoa, did I get this job?" Because I play D and D. 
sick. That's like, so dope. It was, and that was like so, it's so surreal, That's right? Really it's cool. like very crazy to be like, oh, I'm now getting work off of like the back of doing this, you know, th- this thing that genuinely like I just love doing and, yeah. wanna, you know, want to like immerse myself in as much as possible. And I can imagine for you, like, you know, when you when you imagined yourself playing, you know, sold out screaming crowds, you know, doing it at Gen Con probably wasn't like no. in your like mm-hmm. realm of oh, that's possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's I felt like that's so cool. And I guess as well, like, really interesting. Just it, like, was there a difference in that crowd? Because I feel oh, like yeah. the TTRPG crowd, like we can get a little wild. Crowds you know yeah. are so different. Uh, it's my favorite thing about having such a like two, it's not not two different worlds, but it's very. The name. So as soon as I'm booked, people kind of like have an idea. Like they're like, "Oh, he's gonna be Megaran," which I'm not, not Megaran. But like they're just like, "Oh, he's gonna be this thing." And other mm-hmm. times I'll be booked, and they're going like, "Oh, well, he's only gonna be nerd stuff, or or he's not gonna do that at all." I love doing the song like Twenty Cha, right? Which mm-hmm. is just Dungeons and Dragons references. And seeing the difference in crowd, the crowds that don't play Dungeons and Dragons, they're just vibing out. They're like, they're dancing, they're, they're enjoying the music. The crowds that do play Dungeons and Dragons, half the time they're not dancing. They're just like, oh, he said roll with initiative. That's hilarious. Oh, he said this other thing. Oh, I know what that is. Oh, snap. I know a beholder. I know what that is. And like, they're just like hitting each other, being like, oh, you hear that? Mm-hmm. So it is really fun to have two very different audiences but it's like in the last year those audiences have been coming like the venn diagram is getting closer and closer together as you know ttrpgs mm. and just nerd stuff in general becomes more and more mm. of just like the regular public zeitgeist like i i'll have people i was at a ludicrous concert i'm opening up for ludicrous right and i'm doing my set mm-hmm. Did it in my mind? Sorry, sorry. Can I just wheel back? Can <laughs> yeah. I just wheel back for two seconds? Extremely you cool. cannot, you cannot just drop that and not expect us to give you some flowers, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, well, Here you go. You. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that's dope I as hell. These these that's a, that's one of the sickest sentences has ever been uh, like uttered. <laughs> yeah, I was opening OBH. up for ludicrous. I was opening for ludicrous. Like what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like yes, it was. It, it was that's a ludicrous statement, frankly. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, yeah. a ludicrous, a ludicrous thing to say. He was, he was very cool, very nice, very awesome team. But I had finished doing a twenty trap thing, and then one of the team came up to me and were like, "Yo, I love Dungeons and Dragons." It's <laughs> it's regular. Wow, I was on tour so and cool. doing DMing in the green room. Like people think it's all mm-hmm. one thing or all the other, and it's really not. You can kind of just when you base your brand off of being yourself you can really do whatever you want and you're never out of place regardless mm. of what crowd you're in front of because you're just like this is me every time i don't put on a different mm-hmm. act when i'm in a majoritively like i'm doing the and i i, I did the halftime show for the timberwolves minnesota timberwolves mm. uh, it was on the in the nba not yeah. a dungeons and not you wouldn't think it'd be a dungeons and dragons crowd but when i do mm. a bit i did a dragon ball z bit or a dragon ball z bit it popped yeah People popped because it's just like, oh, hey, yeah. there's, if there's enough black people in that crowd, then the Dragon Ball oh, Z the Dragon Ball Z is going to hit. That's just a percentage game, around, you know what I mean? You know, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's just always going to hit. It's a black show. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, man, we're that's putting that so, in there. Why don't, we, honestly, why don't like, we see the, the, the Dragon Ball Z people in more of those graphic tees? <laughs> because I feel like they deserve to be a part of the black characters. Yeah, like knuckles oh, and uh, especially Piccolo. 
Oh, Piccolo's Piccolo yeah, Piccolo being is, black. Piccolo is a black icon. Yeah, you know Piccolo what I mean? is one like, of the most famous black characters, I think. Yes. Uh, you know, animated characters. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Piccolo is more of a black role model to me than my own father. I'm like, that's how I important Piccolo that. is in my life. That's the realest <laughs> thing in the world. Oh, no. Yeah. The way I immediately was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's real. Yeah. Like, in my head. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's not the There were so many He's black people listening up. to this just went, yep. Yeah, like, yeah, yep, 100%. Yeah, that's real. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Strong black Piccolo's role models. <laughs> Who's an, okay, do we ever talk about whether or not the the Justice League animated uh, Martian Manhunter is black? Because oh, he's, black, he's right? so black. Yeah, he's for sure black. He's, yeah, so he's to black. the point where yeah. when I saw him depicted as white in other media, like his John Jones form was white in a is lot of wrong. other media, I was like, "What are you doing?" Is it's, it's yeah, weird, nah. and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you okay, be black. here's here's the weirdest one. Yeah, here's the weird. Here's the weirdest one for for you guys. Genuine question. I was like just getting too old for this, but I had two little brothers who watched the shit out of this show. Mm. I used to go through in my head and figure out which of Ben Ten's transformations were black because a hundred percent some of his transformations are black Ooh. like the green crystal dude oh, like yeah. he had so much attitude this deep ass voice he was thick as hell Diamond i was like was it Diamond this, he's was a brother yeah yeah, so yeah like, definitely so. yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. He's 100%. Black. 100% oh man he's, there's so like, many aliens too there's a whole there's a whole 3bh episode in here of us just going yeah. through the Ben 10 <laughs> transformations are working out which ones are black and not. Oh my gosh. I'm here but like, for yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So there's much. a couple of them that I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Diamond Head. That. Like, you know, Diamond Head, that's it. That's he was a hundred. I mean, Diamond Head, listen to that. Yeah. If Diamond Head was opening up for Ludacris, everyone would be like, okay. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a black rap name. Yeah, no. Diamond Head. Diamond Head. Hell yeah. That's dope. I would say Roll Away is yeah. also probably the big rolly one. Yeah, 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 the rolly, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, that's going to be sure. something I think sure. about for the rest of my life. And I do. You know I have a running <laughs> list. I have a running list on my phone of uh, characters who aren't technically black but can say the N-word. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to add Diamond Head. <laughs> Just Diamond Head, though. What was the, not wait, Ben. No, yeah. no, no, wait. No, no, no. They, no, what, not no, Ben. Yeah, no, no. Not, not Ben. Not, not Ben. Not ben. ben. Whoa. Yeah, not ben. I know ben. enough of the show to know it's not Ben. Ben 10 it, is not on that it'll list. It'll never be Ben. What about the, the only other one? See, there's one. The, the only other one that I def, that definitely needs to be on that list is the dude with four, the red dude with four arms. Four Whatever arms? His name, four like arms. that guy. Yeah. Is that four arms? That I think cool? it's just yeah, four arms. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to add him to the list as well. Yeah, like, he, yeah he's, he's uh, got Skeeter he's from got Doug. Oh, he's on the you list. You ever watch Skeeter from Doug? Yep. Yeah. Skeeter from Skeeter Doug. Skeeter from Doug is on the list. It's not a long list. It's Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. 100%. 100%. It's Hitmon Lee. From ah, Pokemon. Yes. Oh! But not <laughs> Hitmon Top not Hitmon Chan or Hitmon Top? No, Hitmon no, no, Lee. No, no, Hitmon Hitmon Lee. Lee. But Hitmon Top is breakdancing. Sure is. And I don't believe it. I <laughs> don't, don't see it. I don't, I don't sense it. Um, I got Skeeter. <laughs> I have Goofy and Max. Because yeah, sure. they're black, they've yep. been black. Yep. I have Chowder and me? Schnitzel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Most of the garbage. Okay, question. <laughs> Yes. Qu- question: Can yeah. we add if we're just cycling back to Pokemon? Yeah. Can we add Diglett or no? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? just saying. And what about Doug Trio? <laughs> yeah, Doug yeah, Trio Doug, seems me, I'm black. Doug Trio's the squad, right? That's yeah. like, that's like you know rolling I'm, up with your boys. I'm gonna look it's up like, a Lowland Diglett because a Lowland Diglett may be like his white cousin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put Diglett with an Lowland asterisk. Diglett. 
Um, Alolan Diglett is blonde, is, and Alolan Dugtrail is, 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 has they're long, they're blonde, blonde hair. So then they're, they're, the, they're the non-black yeah. lesbian. So then, okay, Diglett. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'll specifically Diglett put non, uh, the non-Aloha version. <laughs> yeah, the, the non-Aloha. <laughs> yeah, non-Lola <laughs> version, 100%. I, put, I made sure to put most of the gargoyles because there's obviously, there's, uh, uh, what was his name, Hudson? He was the old, mm-hmm. he's the old Jewish guy. And then, uh, mm. what was it? Le- not Lexington, because he was definitely a brother. But it was the red one, the one with the beak and the motorcycle. He was definitely yeah. not. Oh, <laughs> so, so the rest yeah. of them. Oh, Teenage 100%. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, 100%. yeah, they're all black. Oh, they're yeah, all black. All of them. All of them. Every, yeah. and, and when they get turned into humans in the most recent comic book run, they're all black. And so yeah, they, they just, I they're like, yeah. I was like, oh, snap, they made it official. So they are. I don't 100%. even put them in the I don't put them in the list anymore because they are black. You know what I mean? They're yes, not technically exactly. they aren't mm. technically black. They are black. They just are <laughs> turtle people. But there's a lot. Obviously, Dr. There's a Teeth lot. And there's, this is mayhem, this is but that's about that's the last one I was. This saying. is you've genuinely you've genuinely unlocked possibly what is going to be is already my my future favorite episode of Three Black Hot Flakes. <laughs> <Just laughs> okay. We're going to go back through characters. we're going to go we're going to go through Pokemon. We're going to go through Digimon. <laughs> we're going to go through all your favorite animes. I got oh. a controversial one. <laughs> Do we allow Jinx? Jinx which Jinx? Jinx? Jinx from Teen Titans? No, Jinx from mm. Pokemon. Ooh. Whoa. The controversial Jinx from Pokemon. Yeah, I know. Used not to the be purple colored one. Black not the purple one. Until yeah. they made her purple. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to say, because it's clearly a blackface super powered person. No. Because I wouldn't say Mr. Okay. Popo. Mr. Popo, it's the no. same situation with Mr. Mr. Popo. Popo is inexcusable, is what mm. Yeah, Mr. Popo is bad. <laughs> the purple one? Yeah. Yes. The original Jinx? No. No. Smoochum. Mm. Can Smoochum get in? I like Smoochum. Her pre-evolved... Yeah, I like Smoochum. I think I like Smoochum. I think Smoochum... Smoochum I would, couldn't help what they will become. That's not their no. fault. If I, if I had kids, <laughs> I'd let them play with Smoochum. Yeah! <laughs> Smoochum like, is a good Smoochum. person. It's like the sure. color of friendship from the Disney Channel. Like, sometimes you just gotta like... <laughs> we talked about that recently. Oh, color uh, of friendship, We talked man. about that. That what a thing. The un... The, the <laughs> Watch that growing up. The fact so that it has much. multiple uses of an actual slur, it's like an wild. actual racial slur, like it's wild <laughs> in a that, Disney Channel original movie. They're like, we're cooking oh, with this one. Wild. We are Yo. cooking with this one. Uh, that's I don't know that's, what they were cooking. They cooked they were something. Cooking. Equality is what they were trying to cook. I don't know <laughs> if they achieved it. Um, and they yeah. also stopped playing that like at any time where kids would be up. For like a really long time. <laughs> I wonder why. You know, yeah. it's just, it I wonder like a strange why. choice yeah. to me. Right yeah. after Black and know. White Zorro, know. you got <laughs> the color of friendship. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. The last last ones I want to put on there uh, very specific EV evolutions. Ooh, oh, yes. I'm thinking Umbreon. Umbreon, yes. 100%. Yeah. Umbreon. Jolteon. Yes. I'll give you Jolteon Ooh, for sure. I like Flareon. Those would be my three. I would say I'm on the I like Umbreon, Flareon. I like Umbreon. I like Jolteon. Umbreon, Jolteon. I think there's a there's a case there's a case for Vaporeon. I'll be honest. Like I think it's pretty cold. Like I think there's a world that I can see it. Maybe I a little mixed race. You know what I mean? Just black. 
I think Evie I'll is just Evie wet. is. You know, Evie is a hundred percent black. Yeah. It's the drip. But there's no way that gl- it's like Glaceon or whatever happens. is getting yeah. in. Glaceon, yeah. that's what not, I'm saying. Yeah, Glaceon and Glaceon Leafeon are is white. like that's what I'm saying. Glaceon like, and Leafeon are white. Yeah. Um, Vaporeon, yeah. I could go either Espeon, I could go either way with. I Ooh. could see Espeon as like somebody who's light skinned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Facts. yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. We'll say the mixed race, light skinned did. We're doing it. Evie making it work. Okay. Yeah, Eevee, nice. I love it. Yeah. We're 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 bringing a lot of the Pokemon in, and and I feel and I oh, and I ask yeah. all of you at home to make sure you're making a list as well, just in case you hear a character from your favorite media use the word and check the list, and if they <laughs> aren't on it, then you can cancel. <laughs> Any animated shows you watch, yeah, uh, <laughs> just double check the list. <laughs> find out. Foster's home for imaginary get, friends. There it uh, is. Seriously, yeah. get in, get in the, get in the comments. Let us know which ones you want us to go through. We'll go through all your faves. <laughs> We'll double, check faves, we'll double check them. We'll double check them. And we'll yeah. do black or not. Yeah, yeah. we'll black, do black, black or, or not. not. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say black or not. I think Beast Boy, <laughs> I think Beast Boy is Asian. I think Beast Boy yeah. is Asian. I don't because it, and in the I most recent it. adaptation on Titans, they got that Asian mm-hmm. actor to play mm-hmm. Beast Boy. And I'm here. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm here for that. I could, I could also see a little like I could see a little like Miles Morellisy type with you know like maybe oh, okay, like Asian yeah. black mix. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I could definitely see. I, I've always I thought could definitely see something like that. I definitely. I always for some reason he always struck me as like his uh, Hispanic youth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel I'll, like if okay. he would start if he I said stuff in Spanish, I'd be like, yeah, cool, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So like a little bit yeah, multicultural, yeah. definitely. The character is yeah. built yeah. for just like the connection of, between yeah. all things. So I like the mm-hmm. idea Hell that yeah. him being a multicultural person would be really interesting. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, all of this is wow. leading me to a question that I've been My wanting to question. ask, which yeah. is, uh, Nerdy, how has your blackness Ooh. informed your experience and relationship to nerdy stuff and to musical stuff, both just personally and in terms mm. of your career? I think I'll do it my career first, because I think it's uh, it's, e- it's easier. Um mm-hmm. Which is a, a wild sentence uh, <laughs> with everything that entails. But I think being black and doing hip hop, it's my I, I'm in my culture. I'm in like the like I'm in my culture. So it is a little bit of like a, a, a coming home. I was raised in a primarily white area, Rosemont, Minnesota, mm-hmm. for those of you who might not know. Mm-hmm. Like it is like it's majoritively white. And um but we moved there from the Bronx. So it was a very different, uh very different in uh group of people. And one of the things I think when you live in such a long time, you forget that you have a space, that you have a culture, that you have a thing that's like yours and you can engage with it. And I thought for such a long time, I was like, I can't rap because I lived here. Like I can't engage in this because I do I I do this I sound like this I I, I play these games maybe I I'm not you know around for that mm-hmm. but I think since doing it just 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 doing it and realizing that it's not the case like you are a part of this this is your culture this is your family and growing and specifically with what happened in Minnesota over 2020 after the murder of George Floyd. And my direct involvement in that, in the uprising, in the subsequent summer of like protests and all of that stuff, just learning more and being more connected to that side of like myself and that side of my musicianship really changed kind of what being nerdy was to me. And like when I Mm -hmm. did 38th in Chicago, two albums back to back about that incident and 
really being like, hey, yeah, you loved my, you know, you love the Digimon references. Yeah, you loved all this other stuff. And if you enjoy that, um, this is also me. This is just as much me as that stuff is. Um, mm. If you like that, let's come on a ride with me. And if not, then this might be where we where we get off. Because I can't keep just playing games and talking about these things if I'm not also pushing for a world where, you know, things are different and, and people are treated with the respect they reserve regardless of the color of the skin, right? So that mm-hmm. was a big shift in my career is to hold in, uh, to lean into my blackness, to really embrace it and, and put it out in the forefront. And not, not that I was ever hiding it, but more like this, I'm going out of my way to express it. Which is uh, which is great. I've lost fans, sure, but I there were mm-hmm. there were fans that I wouldn't really want to have coming on this t- journey with me because eventually they would have got upset when I said something pro black. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, as a as like a nerd, as a consumer of like geek and nerd culture, it really does change the way I watch things. It changes the like the, mm. the the very stories that I watch as I've been in, engulfing in my blackness really change. I think I would have watched them differently five years, seven years from now. Case in point, One Piece, right? Love One mm. Piece. I'm a huge One Piece fan. I got my my uh, Luffy hat uh, hanging up on the hot rack, right? I love One Piece. But one of the things I realized was like the fishmen in that thing are black. Mm. They're black people. The fish red are black people. First, my dog is even named Jinbei. That's how much I love this stuff. But when, like, <laughs> like, yeah, when you watch it from a lens of like, oh wow, these are like an oppressed people. Like they're subjugated. Look at all this stuff that's going on. You feel more. I've been just feeling more when I engage in this content. I think I have I have less uh, space for just like. Oh, we just didn't think to put any black people in the thing, or we didn't think yeah. to put any people of color. Mm-hmm. I just have less. Like I, I just go like, oh, I just won't consume it then. You know what I mean? Like mm. I just will. Like, yeah. if, if you didn't take yeah, the time, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I guess I just won't consume it then. And I wouldn't have done that before. I would have just you know just kept rocking. So I think that's really it's changed the way I watch things. It changed the way I consume things. It changes the way that um, I engage with media, which is actually for the better. Because I'm having a lot more fun. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that is like you know as people who work as like content creators it, it, you know there's always that thing of like oh the market's so saturated it's just like endless amounts of content and everything like that but i agree with you i think people are kind of getting more picky right like people are being really specific about the things they want to watch now mm-hmm. because it's like well listen i can pick i can go and watch anything i want yeah. to mm-hmm. you know what i mean i want to watch a giant monster i can watch literally hundreds of movies exactly. that are about giant monsters if i want to go and watch something you know about vampire fairies i can probably find it that's, you know what i mean like there. so I, that's I, true blood exactly and i do think that's one of the one of the nice things that is coming out of the saturation is that i feel like we're slowly getting back to the other way now where studios and people that are creating content are actually having to be like very specific about like who they who their audience is and who's mm-hmm. coming to the table because then i think you get not just like a fan but like someone who is like dedicated you know it's kind of what i feel like we have with three black halflings right Mm. it's like we have this incredible uh audience of people who is like who loves our what we do and believes in what we do and actually is way more engaged than like i am with just like a netflix show or Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah it's it's like something that i feel passionate about and i feel like it's the same thing that you're kind of speaking to is like 
actually being feeling empowered to saying like i don't want to interact with this thing it's making me it either makes me feel icky or just hey i don't see myself in it yeah have to watch i'm it. good that's fine it's not a you bad I mean? thing it's not a I'm negative good. thing yeah it, like it's and i think i'm not saying this is bad yeah, and yeah. I, be, that's mm-hmm. an internet thing that people i think need to yeah. learn to re-engage with that skill because mm-hmm. i'll just be like oh no for, ex- for example, my hot take example, because I'm always like, I've never watched Critical Role. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? What? And I was like, yeah, I just, there's not enough black people on it. The end. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, just, for, okay, for, le- for legal reasons, we have to say we love Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I, Critical Role, there's nothing wrong with it. There's yep. nothing wrong with it. Those people yeah, are yeah, very yeah. talented. It's a lot of, it's brought so much joy and so much prestige mm-hmm. onto this thing that I love. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of the, like, like Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, like, you don't have to like him as a person to know that he changed the game. If you like yep. basketball, yeah, 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 you yeah, will yeah, respect yeah, yeah. the work that this person did. But like, it's one of those things where you mm-hmm. can just be like, yeah, no, that's not for my consumption is just it's just yeah. but i can yeah. tell that it's cool people hear that and they they hear oh but if i like it then they're they they think that i'm bad and i'm like no yeah never mm-hmm. said that things that never people, said that at all like just, the, it's, it's because me. people no it's because that yeah people have that over identification with mm-hmm. a, a, a with a property with a with a work with a piece of art that they say like it is it is a part of who they are. And mm-hmm. so for you to not like that feels like you don't like them uh, yes. or at least don't mm. like part of them. And, and it's I don't uncomfortable. I fall really. into that a lot, but I don't think that that's a healthy way to engage with media, uh, no, especially not something that's as parasocially inclined as TTRPGs mm. and critical role can be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a thing that people like, I, I feel like you miss the forest through the trees when you have that kind of, mentality because you who know you can always instead of being like oh they don't like this thing that i like why don't you ask them about the thing that they do like oh that doesn't do it for you oh well because of this reason well what's a thing that does it right and then you might find something else that you like you know what i mean that's real that's really cool like to be mm-hmm. open to learning new things and getting and getting new stuff as opposed to feeling like you need to protect like a brand yeah. i would mm. that's why i like gen z because gen z kids they're like we're we don't care about these brands at all like if you guys <laughs> step out you step <laughs> off the line we're done with you you know what i mean they, they're, not, they're not they're loyal they're loyal to the chaos all right that's all mm. they, that's what they're loyal to they're loyal to <laughs> the, on the, to on the, the subject of now we we're all three people who here enjoy anime enjoy multiple yes. anime properties I love it. and we're talking mm-hmm. about engaging with works as a black person. Yeah. I'm curious because in my experience anime's track record with actually depicting black people. Yes. Not not just characters that you can read as black, but yes. actual black people is very bad. Yes. Uh it's Correct. it's mostly very very bad. It's not every single case. Bad. Not not every single case. I yeah. know mm-hmm. I know it's very controversial as a series, but Attack on Titan probably is the best depiction of a black guy I've ever seen in anime, <laughs> where he's just a cool dude. Uh, a cool dude. Just a cool he's just that, but and it's fine. Yeah, he's just a cool <laughs> dude. Uh, but he, uh, by and large, like for example, the Promised Neverland, uh, the only black character basically in that series, both the manga and the anime. It's even worse in the manga. Uh, she's like feels like we took uh, Hattie McDaniel's character from Gone with the Wind and made her a villain. E- uh, e- it's not good. <laughs> And like, I mean, we already mentioned Mr. Popo. Oof, we already Mr. mentioned Popo. Jinx. Yeah. Uh, like the 
it, those are hardly isolated cases. Yes. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Mr. Popo is not even the only case in Dragon Ball Z. No. Like, especially oh, no. Dragon, Dragon Ball? Ball? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yikes. man. Yikes. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. How do you yeah, feel yeah, about yeah, yeah. that, like, as a black person engaging with that media, seeing these bizarre caricatured offensive depictions of black people? Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. How does that work for both? I guess all three of us can talk about that as fans mm. of the medium. It's so it's it's one of those things that, first of all, I always because I was raised in a mostly white area, I think mm-hmm. one of my instinctual reflexive responses that is was born out of a need to protect uh, self-preservation is to try mm-hmm. and see. From their perspective. And not saying that that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that it is something that I do and I can't turn it off because of how I was raised and where I was raised. So the first thing I, for me, I go like, they don't know what they're doing. I, 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 in some instances, I, I feel like it's less and less cool now as the world is getting smaller and smaller. The internet is free. Google is free. Da, 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 da. But when I watch something like Dragon Ball and I remember when it was made, and I remember yeah, what the ages. sensibilities were when it was made. Mm. I give my, I, you know what I mean? I take a second, I take a breath, you know what I mean? And I go, okay. You know what I mean? That wasn't cool. Yeah. That wasn't all right. Like, but that's not being done now. Like, I don't see that character in, I don't see Mr. Popo in My Hero Academia. You know what I mean? Like, it's, the the medium is moving forward. And because a lot of anime is us finding out of anime that happened already, because it's coming overseas, I try to give myself a little bit, like give them a little bit of a break and give myself a little bit of a break. Mm. Um, One Piece is a great example of that. While it is a very progressive show in many aspects of the show, it's also just like a product of its time. There are some really bad hmm. like racism. There's really bad sexism. There's really bad transphobia. There's like a big part hmm. of the show. Sanji's entire two-year power-up literally comes hmm. from the fact that he is so disgusted by the concept of a man in a dress touching him that he would rather fly. He would rather find yeah. a way to fly than to just like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, 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 I ask myself like, is this, is it moving in the, the direction of progress? And if it, and, and I do see that more and more as we go forward, these characters aren't as bad. Like Ogun Montgomery is my example of a black person in anime that it was depicted regularly in fire force. Just, He's just mm-hmm. a brother. Like he's just a brother. He's like a mm. he's not not important, but he's not like nothing. He's got an interesting power sect. He's cool. He's got stuff. And he's just a brother. And that's it. Capable. Doesn't mm. speak in a weird, funny accent. No yo yo yos or anything like that. Just a guy. Yeah. And I no, and no I'm like, okay. The, type. Yeah, Killer B. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. just moving forward. Killer B was yeah. a little like jivey, but you know, I, I never mean. liked Killer B very much. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but, <laughs> like this is the only black guy that we have in the series so far, yeah. and this is how he talks. Yeah, that's uh, okay. which to be fair, yeah. I have not seen the anime. I only watched a few episodes of the anime. I read like the first three hundred issues of the manga or so. Yeah, uh, no, and had, every uh, time no, Killer B showed up, I was always like. The dub is a hey. little jivey. I'm not gonna pretend, but it, you know, yeah. it, it, again. So that's that's my that's yeah. my take. On it.
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I feel like, so my thing on this is that like, I actually have a, a bit of a worry on this on this front, which is that like, I feel like the way that, that like, we interact with the internet and stuff online now, like, I kind of wonder whether we, like, black people have the same, like, find the same solace in anime now that, like, that we did when we were younger like now if they were just interacting because like the way that i interact with all of the media online now is like i'll like talk to my friends about it or i'll go online or i'll talk to people on discord or i'll you know like check it out and you know check out stuff like videos on it on youtube and things mm-hmm. like that and i feel like if the if black people found anime today for like the first time i kind of feel like we wouldn't have it you know what yeah. i mean it wouldn't be this kind of like cultural touchstone for black people because we will be like ah this is hella racist and that's not to say that it's not it's just that we can't also deny at the same time that a collective huge proportion of black people mm. especially the diaspora in like you know in in like the uk and in, in america and you know all over the world found anime and we're like this is my shit mm-hmm. you know this is loud it's kind of like it's 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 like the, the, there's like a lyricism there's like a music to this and white people are scared of it let's fucking go i <laughs> love anime <laughs> you know what i mean like do you know what i mean like genuinely like you, you know like they're all watching these cutesy cartoons and i'm watching a dude get punched through a building this is my jam you know yeah and i i i, I kind of i guess my feeling is is like I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know how to marry up those two things mm-hmm. in the sense that like there's a very real genuine thing that black people found a home 
with this genre whilst it was also super fucking problematic for like a number of reasons you know what i mean so like and i th- th- my only like takeaway is i kind of feel like man i wonder what would happen if like blood right now didn't watch anime and then tomorrow we you know mm-hmm. just yeah. collectively everyone found anime would it be you know would would all black people just be like well what is this janky horrible thing because the collective narrative about it would be look at these you know terrible characters i don't like it depends on what we saw first i think it's interesting it depends depends on what what we saw first yeah 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 yeah, sure yeah yeah, yeah. i i remember watching toonami back in the day and i remember Mm. i learned a lot of empathy from watching anime but i remember when frieza was calling the saiyans monkeys with a hard m (laughs) <laughs> just and i remember yeah. being like hard m and hard k yeah, let's like, be real and, just, and i was like, mm. like yeah anyway he was he was so the monkey it hit me as like and i was sitting there going like oh so we as a black community don't like frieza and and and, and goku and vegeta they were a part of that you know and i mean like gohan was a part of that for me it didn't really I understood that they weren't black as in like how I would consider it, but I, I was empathizing with this concept of this really powerful being showing up and like, you know, wanting something from you. There's a system mm. in place and they're using slurs against you and killing people and discriminating. Da, 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 da. I got that. And so, yeah, I think you're right. If we were to go back and just see it for the first time today, I think a lot of people would miss out on, on like the connection that it brings. I, I, I akin it to hip hop as a, as a hip hop artist. You know what I mean? I love it. It's a wonderful genre. I thoroughly, I thoroughly love it. And I think it brings a lot of hope and beauty and real power to people who need it, but it also can be incredibly homophobic and sexist and, 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 you know, and transphobic. And, and, And if you were to drop somebody off at like the wrong concert, they would say, Oh, this genre is bad. Because of what is being said. And I would be like, I feel like we'd be missing out on like a lot of the good. You know, so and, and and the tough thing is, right? It's hard to argue that. Yeah, like, it's hard. Like if someone said this genre is bad, you'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's the same with anime. You'd yeah. be like, yeah, well, yeah. you're not wrong. There's a there's a YouTube creator I enjoy, uh, FD Signifier, who is a big big hip hop head, and he's made multiple very very lo- like feature length videos on various facets of hip hop and various figures in hip hop. Uh, and he in his most recent, I think his most recent hip hop video, which is about white rappers uh, and their influence on the industry and the culture as a whole he mentioned that his own children he's been trying to get his own kids into hip-hop he's black he's trying to get his black kids into hip-hop and they're like why do they keep calling women bitches and stuff like this this kind of seems messed up and he's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 okay it is really like, and we have to especially as male identifying people <laughs> it is one of those things where that is a thing that we have to do we have to like go out of our way to be like yep that's not right that was like these like this not cool thing to do you know it, it, it happened like we can't go back and change it but like we're hoping to be able to push things towards a better direction you know, with our actions mm. and what we consume and what we choose to, you know, acknowledge, which is why I that's why I think the anime genre is changing 
because people are saying that kind of stuff out loud. Like I said, you don't yep. see Mr. Pobos as often. You don't see yeah. these characters as much, the jive-talking dudes as much as you did before because the world's getting well, smaller. Like, we're all hearing each yeah, other. Yeah, and I think also it's about defaults, right? Like, mm. I always feel like whenever it comes to, uh, you know, like any kind of, you know, art or whatever, it's like when you don't, fully understand something mm -hmm. you usually just go for the shorthand mm -hmm. you know industry-wide kind of accepted thing mm -hmm. you know so in hip-hop it's like the problem with the ref like referencing women in that way is that you're doing it completely generally with no specificity whatsoever like if you're you know like I've, it's like my mom always said like if you're gonna swear you have to, like my mom always said to me when i was younger like if you want to swear you have to understand what the word means before you use the word mm -hmm. and the problem is is that whenever you hear these words in hip hop or these slurs whatever it's like they never come from an educated place yeah. you know what i mean it's like very rarely are they actually coming from a point where you go oh that person is making a commentary on something or is saying something you know for a purpose it's just the default is to call women x or to you know dislike this you know group of people and i think it's the same with anime where it's like the default for a black person in anime was jive talking and this, yep. and, do you know what I mean? Like they looked this way and then, and it was like, we don't fully understand it. We, we have a character in it. We'll just rely on the tropes. You know what mm. I mean? And I think that like, there's two things that are happening, which is that the default is changing. Like that kind of baseline of like, Oh, actually if I'm going to use this language or I'm going to have someone like that in my show, I need to make sure it's like on purpose. Mm -hmm. Cause like none of us are saying that you can't have characters that talk in that way yeah it's just that it can't be just fucking general because you just really do know it how black you, talk, you know what i mean it. yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. do it on purpose you know what i mean do it yeah. with purpose say it with your chest kind of thing um and i think it's like the same thing that i would and then and then so on top of that then also people like you said the world's getting smaller people are seeing more examples people are seeing you know we made it to the president you know what i mean like yeah. black people we have a pretty good fucking example that we don't all speak like that now because everyone had to listen to it like everyone's listened to that brother speak at some point yeah mm -hmm. like you know uh so it's like i think that there's a, a simultaneous like coming together which is moving mm -hmm. a lot of areas in that direction but i think it's like as the the issue that we've had and i think to cycle back to to sort of D D and ttrpgs the, the the issue that we've had is that the default is the like the the minimum bar Mm -hmm. And we don't see other people sort of doing the like work to get to ahead of the default. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like to push the to push the bar. It's mm -hmm. like too many people are kind of like, oh, okay, we're just gonna not have these tropes and not have these kinds of things and not use this kind of language, but we're still not gonna like do settings and you know yeah. whatever that like actively like you know uplift these people and yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like that will be the default in ten years time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that will easy. be the default. We'll have you know settings based in Af in africa and asia and south america and you know all these places that and that will become a default i guarantee like i'm a hundred percent sure mm -hmm. of it. but it, it will take 10 years you know what i mean um 100%. and so yeah I, like sort of rant about that over but you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think to give my two cents on the issue i think when it comes to when it comes to anime and engaging with any kind of work that has a tendency to depict uh, a category of people that I identify with in an, an ignorant and negative way. It makes me uncomfortable to engage with it because I feel like the creators would have mm. some kind of an issue with me. 
Um, yeah. I think I think that in most of the case, most cases when it comes to Japanese media, a lot of what they're depicting are based on like caricatures from old Western cartoons, or at least it used to be. Um, yeah. Like if I don't know if y'all have ever seen black people in like Looney Tunes from like the <laughs> you know sixties yeah. and before. Like Whew. there's some yeah. why there is a there is a Bugs it's Bunny cartoon where he's in full blackface at yep. the end of it. Uh, and I didn't know what that was, so I just knew that they were singing. Uh, they were singing Dixie at the end of the song, at the end of the yep. episode. And I was like, oh, "That's fun, I guess." But I didn't understand what was happening when I was a little kid. But mm. yeah, like that. I don't think that excuses it. And definitely, I mean, look, if Japan is anywhere, anything like Europe uh, in how they engage with race, which is to say, they pretend that there's nothing wrong, but there very clearly <laughs> is. Uh, if you are in a minority group. Um, I uh, I'll just all all I'm gonna say is I've had lots of friends go to both Japan and places areas of mainland Europe and have had very similar experiences. Yeah. That makes That's perfect all sense. All I'm gonna me. say. Yeah. Like all I'm gonna say. Make, you know what I'm uncomfortable with? I'm less uncomfortable with the media than I am with the idolization of Japan that tends to accompany a lot of nerd circles. That's it's like people realist. Yeah. 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 People yeah. look at yeah. Japanese culture, which I, look, I'm not here to say that Japanese culture is bad. I'm from America. There's plenty of bad stuff in American culture. Oh yeah, no, we uh, don't. We have the we have a pretty good corner of that market. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> look, there's bad stuff in every culture. Um, I I think uh, I don't know. Sorry, excuse me. Famously, England. <laughs> we're good. Oh yeah, you guys. Did you see that, Dean, that, that article? That sorry, was sorry. Like, all the bad shit. All the bad shit you're talking about. We invented it. Okay, everyone oh, sit man. down. It was like that. Oh, did you see we that article that was saying which DMs could beat up which DMs, and they were like, Mark Humes is British, and they're famous not a brutal society <laughs> like, what are you talking about that is the okay. way that is, yeah. have you studied the PR campaign that, that was done to change that up is amazing honestly Honestly, the lift that Queen Lizzie has done, you know what I mean? Like she the has word. this frail little oh, I'm yeah. just I'm just cute. And Princess just, Diana. It's a one. Oh yeah, no, yeah. yep, yep. The work. Yeah. The work has Damn. done. And the yeah. There's a reason Disney why Diana isn't well. here anymore, and it's not because we're cute. Yes, I shout out Di- I yeah. shout out Disney as well for making people think princesses are all nice and because y'all still had those. <laughs> people mm-hmm. are like ooh mm-hmm. yeah, I, like, I sure. like that I like that yeah mm-hmm. uh, the, did you did you guys see that one video of that guy I guess he's like an etiquette trainer for the royals talking about how the queen eats a banana banana and he starts by saying and he starts by saying she doesn't peel it like an ape ape and you know? it's like Yikes! Oh, it was. A, I did a see that video, and I was like, "Hey, wait, hold yeah. on, wait, I'm good. I got to defend this guy right now. Apes peel bananas. They do. That's why I said yeah. it was weird. It was because it wasn't wrong. Like, also, it wasn't wrong. Apes. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wrong. It was just the way he said it, and you could tell after he said it, he was like, "I maybe should have used a different word." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you'll find that she doesn't peel a banana like one of those silverbacks. Yeah, yeah, Oof. like or or just yeah. like Ugh. she doesn't peel emphasis. a banana. This is how you do it. Like yeah. you don't be like yeah. like everybody yeah. who peels bananas are filthy monkeys. I heard Frieza <laughs> when he said it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> the Frieza came you, out of him for a moment. The question is, did you hear the old lady Frieza or the <laughs> the, the, the the Dragon Ball Z abridged at post Dragon Ball Z abridged yeah. proper upper class Frieza? Which one did you I hear? like, Lady Frieza? I always growing up, I yeah. thought Frieza yeah, lady was a Frieza girl. Is the for like, yeah. growing yeah, up, I, I thought that Frieza yeah. yeah, 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 was yeah. a female character, and um. I, I 
I don't know if it if, if Frieza would be better if it was, but I think that it'd be more interesting because Goku just threw hands with Frieza and didn't think yeah. twice about it, and like and or and, mm. and he was like a really powerful person. It was like took it really seriously, or like uh, some exploration of gender presentation as well. Yeah. Like if Frieza was like non-binary, yeah. gender fluid, or something, I think that actually be pretty interesting. I think gen- genuinely, if I was to ask like my seven-year-old self mm-hmm. i genuinely think if i'd have understood what non-binary meant which oh I yeah probably wouldn't have done but like yeah that's probably how i would have identified freezer yeah yeah like i, I don't think that i ever thought of freezer as a man or a woman yeah was it was freezer like, like, freezer's just they were freezer, freezer you know they what were I mean? like, evil. freezer's just doing freezer like i don't know yeah <laughs> like it's full it, of alien like, it, i don't know <laughs> energy and they and they're sassy and actually and they're a sassy yeah. and a little the, alien like, <laughs> yeah, say I would probably have said a lot of the same thing for like the androids as well. Like I feel like yeah. a lot of the androids were very much kind yeah. of set up in that in like a very similar like way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like they ever presented in like a very especially android you know, like a very was it way. sixteen or was it the one the, 19, the, the, the one with the little the mime like, one little hat eighteen yeah, yeah the like mime one chubby dude yeah the mime one yeah 19. I mean. Yo, I like honestly. I'm thinking back through even like Boo as well. Like oh, yeah. I really wouldn't have said Boo. Boo. I, I really yeah. wouldn't have said that I'd have prescribed a gender to like to you Boo. Know, yeah. and, and I and, and like makes sense to not. I feel very that my hot take is yeah. I feel really similarly way about Mystique, and I feel like yeah, that would be cool mm. to start having those kind of conversations mm-hmm. as we you it's, know as we continue Mystique on is, with that. Yeah, Mystique is a way cooler character if you think about them as a sort of you know gender fluid person who enjoys feeling both. Yeah, like you know, like or like all, th- all like all three kind of like you know like yeah, man, they, they're woman, gender fluid. Like, be it's way more interesting than the kind of like secret femme fatale. Yeah, like ooh, she's just a redhead. Mm, normally, yeah, it's like yeah, what? Why? <laughs> like it's so weird. That's how she's depicted in the comics these days. Yeah. I think Mystique yeah. is often depicted as gender fluid these days in the comics. Yeah. Which is uh, what I like. Yeah. I like that a lot. I just it's think it's cool. more interesting. It is more that, like, interesting. As a character, I just think it's yeah. more interesting yeah. than like the weird femme fatale kind of like... <laughs> the you the know, blue femme fatale. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. But blue, like, to, finish, yeah. to finish my point, to finish yeah, my oh, point yeah. about <laughs> the media... I, someone, sorry, someone someone draw that boo femme fatale on. Yeah! Sexy boo. So With a little red wig. They... I think when it's it comes well. to individual properties, sometimes I get uncomfortable. <laughs> like with the Promised Neverland, which was, yeah. I mean, Promised Neverland. I watched that at your house, Jasper, uh, back in twenty, back in twenty twenty. Oh yes. like, yeah, uh, yeah. Unagi showed us that, and it's a good show. Yeah. But the black, the yeah. black woman in that show is like, Ugh. Um, mm-hmm. and I, it's yeah. I think it's. I look at it pretty much similar to how you do, nerdy, where it's like mostly they're not in like this is based on ignorance i think mm-hmm. these people probably are racist but they mm-hmm. don't they haven't had a they don't really see black people ever and i they, think that if they were yeah, around black yeah. people more they might reconsider maybe some of the ways that they're engaging i, in I feel us. very similarly like i i once you every black person that i've met that engages with their own blackness has an innate mm-hmm. ability to almost instantaneously judge whether someone is being intentionally mean or are just <laughs> ignorant. Mm. It's a work we yeah. have to do, yeah. but it's something that we yeah. can go like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't know what you just yeah. said. The, like, you know what and I mean? The, and the range, the range of out, because no, that's such an important skill and you're yeah. so correct. And do you know why? It's because the range of outcomes is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 
it's me. I'm going to sit here and bite my tongue and nod along and just be like, chill, because it's a family dinner and I don't want to cause a scene and you're just being ignorant. Two, I'm going to leap across this table and yep. slap you in the face. And then you, know, you know. Like, it's, I, I, I need to be sure. I need to be sure that you're being racist right yeah. now. I need to be 100% because I'm a, I'm a throw. And also, you can see what happens to the white people in the room when they hear it happen. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. I don't know what this is. Yeah. I think he knows. He's not getting angry, so I'm guessing, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel how they get yeah. nervous about it. And, um, and it it's a it's, lot of yeah. extra... It's it's one of the tacks of blackness. It's another thing that we have to do, but it is something that we... Mm. You learn to do as just like people learn how to walk and how to talk and how to it's it is it's the same thing that I assume I've heard many of my uh, my female my my men, like my my femme presenting friends like talk about their experiences with with sexism and and, and with guys doing stuff they can immediately they have to take a second you know what I mean to go like did he really mean mm. to say that or was he just you know you know just being dumb was he just being a guy mm. and he wasn't really thinking about the statement he made. And so yeah. it's like, what, yeah. like for, for a great example, going to cosplays, going to things like that, right? In my head, if I walked through a cosplay floor, right? I'm walking through a con floor and someone was like, ooh, look at that hot so-and-so referring to me, like cat called me while mm -hmm. I'm walking through the thing. That would make my entire year and I would <laughs> never stop talking about it. Yeah, However, sure. yeah. when I yeah, say that, sense. when I yeah. say that, like, when I say that to like my, 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 my women friends, like I can, I, and I've said it and I can see the look on their face being like, you don't get it. Like you yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Like you don't actually you don't have a get danger it. factor. You don't have, there's no danger for you. It's just yeah. like a fun, you know nice what? thing for you to have. That never and happens. This is, Guys don't usually this is get that such, as well. This mm. is such a perfect example because think about it. We all know people. We all probably have friends who it would make white friends, white male friends, who it would make their fucking year if we walked up to them and said, what's up, man? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we yeah. dapped them up yeah. and, <laughs> and said, yeah. what's up? And like they, that would be the best moment of, of their, their lives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they, <have> like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they would have peaked. They would be so happy. And so it's you on real you learn you learn <laughs> yeah. to be like mm, this person didn't mean to do that or i can t or like if i were to walk into the room they would really want to engage with me in a really like a regular way this is just what they think is a cool thing to do and they're mm. wrong mm. like you know what i yeah. mean like they're yeah. wrong and, and and if you've ever had an older white family member try to tell like try to connect with you on some splat <laughs> stuff you know what they're oh, trying man. to do like you know what i mean you're oh, like oh yeah. okay like we can we can rock i know oh, we don't have to do this let's just talk about the football yeah. let's just talk about the football please oh, i can tell <laughs> please, you wanted to have me a part of this, this. <laughs> like, yeah. please, i feel that please way. don't yeah yeah a hundred percent i am um, i genuinely nerdy this has been such an incredible first episode back and i am loving this and i really genuinely want to talk to you I know, for you gotta, many more hours you gotta, you gotta so bounce. we have to get you back we've got to get you on a natural play yes. yeah you know, we, we, we've got to continue this for sure I wanna, I wanna um, but before we do wrap up this episode uh we do need a tale from the table from you Ooh, so, yes um this is something we ask all of our guests it can be you know anything for that ranges from happy funny sad mm. uh you know uh, mm. moving 
uh, just something that sticks out to you that you've from one of your tables, and it can be from recorded or mm. from, it could have been from a home game or whatever. It's up to I, and before you tell the story, before you tell yeah. the story, I want to very quickly shout out. If you want to hear some more of Nerdy's thoughts on some of these topics, go listen to his song "Black Kid White Town." Yeah, Yo. you can check it out. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So I, it's it's a. I want to tell the story about this uh, event that I had, and maybe next time I come on the podcast, I could talk to you a little bit about more how that event actually went down, how it ended for me, which wasn't particularly fun. But I want to, I want to end us on a positive note, which really, which changed me, and I'm holding on to it. It's been really great. So I was at this event it's called Dungeons and Dragons at a Castle. You mentioned it earlier. It was very, oh, yes. very, we are it was, it was a very, very interesting, um, wonderful event with an asterisk that we could talk about next time I'm on the podcast. But, <laughs> but. I meant but, to but, ask you about that too. Yeah, but, yeah. but <laughs> I, I want to talk about my table that I had at that event. So this is my first time doing something like this. Again, I'm still relatively new to the TTRPG world. I've DM'd a lot in my personal life, but like here I am, these people are paying thousands of dollars to come sit at my table and I'm just like, you know, I really want to make it a beautiful experience for them. And they and I come up, I get this table. We're working together. It's four days straight of eight hour sessions of Dungeons and Dragons, which is, is you yeah. don't get mm -hmm. that. And, it's, and it's you don't crazy. get that. Yeah, it is so, a lot. One of the puzzles, and they said they were they were they were Guinness Book of World Record puzzle solving champions. That isn't a joke. Like that they were like they're like they like we want puzzles. We do puzzles. This is what we do. They travel around the world Yikes. setting records for escape rooms and stuff. Like that's that's their bag. Dang. So they're here playing Dungeons and Dragons. They want some puzzles. And so one of the puzzles that I had for them was they had to get they did a bunch of riddles to gather a bunch of musical instruments from this room full of just random detritus. My after they find the instruments, my DJ put all of the different instruments into a musical loop. He built a beat there because he was doing my sound effects. And they had to write a rap for a giant concert full of clockwork, like uh, concert goers that would turn on them Whoa. if they didn't do this. Right. In order to get the MacGuffin that they needed for the thing. I thought Whoa. this is going to be a bridge too far. Like in my head, I was like, here, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> these people are coming in. Some of them have never played Dungeons and Dragons before. You know, here they are mm -hmm. in a different country. And I'm asking them to do one of the like the hardest parts of, of Dungeons and Dragons, which is performing in character or like, you know, public speaking or doing music. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I'm going to ask them to do this. We're going to go to lunch. If they come back and they tell me they don't really want to do it, I'll, you know, I'll just have them roll for performance and we'll just, we'll just let it be. I get back from lunch. They all sit down. They're like, drop the beat. And I was like, okay. They come with a full rap, like a full, they spent all lunch writing it. And they come back and they're all rapping on beat, by the way. Whoa. <laughs> like just rapping and they do a whole rap. And I just remember sitting there and I was beaming, you know, beaming like from, from, from ear to ear because. I have, I realized here I am in Europe for the first time my whole life. Here I am in the UK. I'm in a castle. I'm doing hip hop for Guinness Book of World Records playing Dungeons and Dragons. And they want, and, and, and they're rapping yeah. with, for me, like I've injected my love of hip hop into this game. And so often in my life, I thought the D and D portion of my life and the hip hop portion, or to be really honest, the D and D mm. portion of my life and the black portion of my life would the never, co yeah, yeah, would yeah. never coincide. Yeah. And here we are, 
rapping and playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was very, very beautiful. I'll never forget it. It was a wonderful experience. And that's my tale. Beautiful. Oh, that is wonderful. I love that so much. It's I feel beautiful. like, yeah, there's just there's yeah. truly something so, uh, so magical about that. And like, like you said, I think it was in essence, the exact reason we started this podcast was mm-hmm. because me and Jeremy were like, can we be black and play d d <laughs> Or do we have to be like, you know what I mean? Do we yep, have to be no. black and play D&D? Exactly. You know what yep, I mean? Yep, so yep, yep, yep. I definitely think, I definitely think that uh, you know that that resonates resonates a lot. And like, I remember having very similar experiences when we did our first Wagadu campaign. You know, uh, and there was like, or even just like when we've done sort of very specific campaigns uh, set in very specific places, and we've you know been able to explore things. And like me and you, have, you know, Jeremy have remarked several times where we go, oh shit, did we just do that? Playing Guns and Dragons? That's cool. Yeah. Like, that's like something I've never done before or or, or, or whatever. So uh, I love that a lot. Uh, Nerdy, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for, you for taking the time me. to come on the show, for talking to us. Uh, it was an absolute delight. And, um, and maybe we'll maybe we'll get you back. We'll hear that story about D&D and we can, we can run through some of our favorite cartoons and figure out yes, uh, get, black or not. Get some yeah. more black or not out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, excited about that uh, but nerdy before you leave us please uh tell everyone where they can find you online what you have coming up and just generally anything that you would like to plug the floor is yours. yeah well thank you once again for having me this is super dope i feel like i've officially made it in the the black dnd ttrpg spaces now that i've been on the halflings so i i can't leave so, the group i'm gonna know, go back into the it. green yeah. room uh to just serve out the rest good, of my good, days good. uh but yeah. well uh, before i go please stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please. Um, the, the Hotel California that is uh, the beer. So, I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am Catholic on all over the media, all over the world. Nerdy, N U R D. You can look me up on socials at Nerdy Rocks, N U R D Rocks, like multiple Dwayne Johnsons. It's really easy to find. Um, I You'll find me on Tales of Novum, which is a really fun uh, t- uh, actual play channel, which has a running storyline now of like four or five different campaigns and so you can find some of my work there or you can find me randomly on the dice cream sandwich channel doing uh one shots and ttrpgs and stuff if you're going to gen con you'll see me there but most uh importantly if you're in the minnesota area or in the midwest in general and want to see something really cool april 5th and 6th i don't know when this comes out but april 5th and 6th 2024 your boy is going to be at the minnesota orchestra uh performing they're going to be doing my music two nights uh is going to be a full symphonic grammy award winning orchestra Whoa. we're gonna be rocking putting the blowing it up so if that's something that sounds interesting to you if you want to hear oh, 20 cha and yes. like some nerd stuff done in full symphonic orchestra style uh april 5th and 6th come come check that's it out so cool damn will this be available afterwards we're trying like right now with everything that's going on and and and, and how well things have been going with the process uh the chance of this being recorded and sent out to people is not okay. out of the question so you know okay. the world yeah. might be coming. that's no substitute okay. for being there in person but so you though, want to so see it live person, but who knows we be, might be able to get you out there for for those of you across the globe all of the halflings and those trapped in the infinite void of the green Mm. Uh, and i uh, i actually have a uh, an excuse for not being there because on april 5th i'm going to be in london at the three black halflings live show a flawless 
segue. Yes, you really have been covering for me. Yes. A flawless segue. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue. Yes. April 5th, if you want to see Three Black Halflings live, if you are not in the American Midwest and you want to instead spend some time with the halflings, we are going to be doing a live show in London. Uh, tickets are available. Actually, you can get them. Uh, the link is in the description of this episode. Uh, go, go buy your tickets. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be an amazing time. Our first ever live show. That's It'll so be cool. like you know part of history or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? This will be the the the, f- the first ever proper live show we've done. Uh, I can already. I'm already seeing us, but like all three of us, so nervous before going on. Even though all experienced yeah. and have been on stage multiple times, I feel like this is gonna <laughs> feel this is gonna feel different. Backstage. Yeah, yeah. All this is things. gonna hit different for sure. Um, uh, so, uh, so wonderful! What what like, black joy and excellence across the globe on that day? Mm. What a what a great thing! What it's an amazing time to be alive! We're, ta- we're taking it uh, up. Hell yes, uh, Jeremy! Uh, a, a flawless segue. Um, you deserve the floor now. Oh, for, thank you. Uh, to, to to talk about anything that you would like to plug uh, uh, and or shout out. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Jeremy Cobb one That is Cobb with two Bs, the number one. You can find me on Instagram at the Cobbmeister, and you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash casualquestlive, where I stream video games. I'm myself not a gamer, but I'm very much a casual, but I'm trying to become a gamer. And so if mm. you want to watch me play a bunch of classic and or new games for the first time, uh, come, come check it out. I'm actually, Jasper, you'll be interested in this, uh, this week, uh, as of the recording, this Thursday, I'm going to be finishing Fallout New Vegas. Uh, it was the first game I I'm ever... starting it again? Uh, immediately starting, starting again. all over again. Uh, <laughs> this time, joining the Legion. Uh, no, we just finished uh, Lonesome Road with, I guess, the most... The, possibly the only prominent black character in that game, uh, Ulysses. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, who's relegated to the DLC and speaks in exclusively ASMR tones about bears Yay. and bulls. Uh, but uh, we're going to be finishing up that uh, that game this Thursday. But you won't be able to hear that by the time this is released. Uh, so just come check it out. <laughs> by then, I may be playing. Uh, I may be playing Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, I'll probably Ooh. still be doing Baldur's Gate Three. And by then, I may have started uh, Disco Elysium, which is a game I have played, but is a game I love, and we're, we're just going to stream it because not enough people Ooh. have seen the game in action. So uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm uh, Jeremy. I'm going to be doing more streaming soon. So uh, if there's ever a space for me to jump onto a Disco Elysium uh, stream, because you've been telling me to play that game for a long time, it's true. Uh, let me know. Yeah, uh, I'll come and hang out with you, even while while you play it. Um, Absolutely. Um, I've I've got a little bit of parting wisdom before I tell you where to follow me, etc. Which is just that I've just realized something. I don't know if this is wisdom actually. Uh, this is just a, a thought that I've just had, which is that by moving the needle, not at all since I was like fifteen, as in by being the same level of a gamer hmm. as I was when I was fifteen as I am now, I've realized that I have become so much less a gamer because the bar has got so much higher. Yeah, I've just realized as Jeremy was saying that about not being a gamer, I was like, dude, you're a gamer. I was like, no. He's a gamer by like, you know, twenty, like twenty ten standards. Mm. Now, you know, we've got kids that just play Fortnite and do it professionally. And, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah. I don't. Those they're gamers. That's you a know? job now. I I love me some Call of Duty zombies, but there's people that play that professionally now. Yeah, I can't claim to be a gamer anymore, and it's it just I made game. me sad. I game. I game. 
I am not I game. a gamer. Yes. I game now. Mm-hmm. I lost the ER. Yeah, you lost the ER. I lost ER. the ER. But sometimes it's nice. But it's a shame. In this is, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, but in this instance, <laughs> no, I lost the ER. Um, so it's been wonderful to be back. I've been Jasper William Cartwright. You can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright on all the social medias. And uh, I do stream occasionally. I'll probably be uh, ramping that back up a little bit more now that I've settled into a bit of a routine with my baby. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, uh, please, yeah, follow out all of my stuff. Go check out Rotating Heroes. Uh, we've just released Arc 9, uh, which has the wonderful Vic Michaelis and Rashawn Scott in it. Uh, uh, and that's uh, really, really cool. Um, and uh, has way too many parallels to Fantasy High. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just quite tired at the time when I came up with the concept. <laughs> we are what we are. Apologies, everyone. Um, or you're welcome if you, lo- if you love Fantasy High. Uh, and you can check out the show at three, that's the number three, Black Halflings across social media. And uh, you can um, uh, follow us, all the cool things we do. Check out the links in the description below, but join our Patreon. You get more content. Yada, yada. You've heard it before. Or mm-hmm. if you haven't, just check out the description below. There's all loads of cool stuff there, uh, including, uh, you know, merchandise and stuff. But anyway, enough of that. Nerdy, thank you once again for coming on. It was such a blast. Please go and check out all of Nerdy stuff. It's absolutely amazing. And we will be back with you next week. So long, Shire folk. So long, Shire folk. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast.